Now, the careers and touring plans, in particular, of many musicians, ground to a halt for a considerable period of time thanks to the COVID pandemic. Uh, Finbar Wright is no exception, with a popular tenor getting ready to embark on his first nationwide tour in three years. I'm delighted to say that Finbar has taken the time to join us this morning. Finbar, how are things? Yeah, great, Alan. How are you? Very well. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us. Um, you must be very much looking forward to getting out on the road again. Well, abs- absolutely. It's uh, It's been a while and, um, you know, you, you do get a bit anxious about it, all right. I mean, I have done some recordings and things like that, but this is the, these are the first main shows um, in, in Ireland and um, I'm really looking forward. I've noticed the past few mornings, actually, that uh, I can hear the dawn chorus. I can hear the birds singing in the morning. So I think that's a good sign. It's a, we're all getting ready to sing, you know. It's definitely a good way to start today, that's for sure. Um, can we go back a bit, uh, Finbar? Like, how did you get into what you're doing now? You know, were, were your parents fans of opera music and it just, see, you know, seeped into your DNA as a child or was it something you, you got into and became passionate about yourself? Well, I tell you, my mother, my mother had a great love of music and uh, she gave us the great gift of music lessons at a very early age. So I think I started at the age of four uh, learning the piano and I didn't realize at that stage when I was learning all the theory and everything else that I would u- be using it for the rest of my life, literally. Uh, so I'm eternally grateful for that. And I, I always um, uh, applaud all the teachers, the, the teachers of young kids you know, who are teaching them tin whistle or piano or accordion or whatever it is, because I think that's where the bedrock of our culture is, you know, that's where it all starts. And uh, and I got a great start and it, it has certainly stood to me over the years. When did you feel or, you know, when was, was there a particular moment, Finbar, when you kind of felt like your career was, you know, heading to the, to the next level, to, 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 to kind of where you are now, where you have performed with so many big names and released so many successful albums? Well, I suppose radio, radio really p- played a big part of it because the first time I was ever played on radio was by Ronan Collins, who has just retired. So that'll tell you how long ago it was. Uh, but Ronan Collins played me on Christmas Eve. I had done a recording of Oh Holy Night and I was actually out in the garden at the time with the radio on and next thing I heard myself singing and it was the, it was the biggest surprise of my life. And I, I think at that stage, once you hit the airwaves, you know that you're maybe heading in the right direction. So that, that was my first broadcast, I think. One of the things that seems to stand to you is you can't be, I guess, pigeonholed in terms of the way you sing and the types of uh, genres you cover. You know, you do all sorts of genres within the wider uh, operatic sphere. Uh, has that stood to you, do you think? Yeah, well, yes. I mean, I, I just think there's good music and, <clears throat> you know, there, there's good music and there's bad music, I suppose. And uh, if it's a good song, you know, because the, the funny thing about opera, people think that the operatic arias are something extraordinary or whatever. Yes, they're lovely tunes. But I mean, most of them started life maybe as Italian folk tunes and things, you know, and uh, <clears throat> all all these wonderful songwriters that we have, Leonard Cohen, for example, I sing a, a number of his songs, Jimmy McCarthy, our own Jimmy, uh, who has written some beautiful music, things like Bright Blue Rose and songs like that are just stunning. And, uh, and then I throw in kind of daft things that kind of appeal to me, like Roy Orbison, I'd, I'd sing Pretty Woman and things like that. It's just to give the band some, some bit of hard work to do you know (laughs) (laughs) they must love you for that keeping them on their toes 
we can expect a bit of that so in the upcoming tour but I mean you indeed, have indeed indeed you, you've performed with huge huge names uh, you know I think like the, the legendary uh, and sadly late Jerry Lee Lewis who passed away last year Arg- arguably they call Elvis the king of rock and roll but I think all of those big names learned yes. from the from the feet of Jerry Lee Lewis and his piano also Montserrat Cabal who people know did the uh, Barcelona Olympics theme song with the late Freddie Mercury in 92 yes. other huge names like that when you first perform with these big names, were you ever overawed at all, Finbar? Uh, well, it was always interesting. I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis, for example, was was a real gentleman and so easy to work with. And I still remember meeting him at the at the, the stage door at the Cork Opera House. And he breezed in and he had the hair slicked back and he was shining and he had the pipe in his mouth and he was blowing smoke. And uh, and he was utterly relaxed, and and he continued like that right throughout the recording and the the TV show that we were filming in the opera house at the time. I mean, he did he did I think break the piano actually in the Cork Opera House, and they've never had a piano there since, which maybe is a tribute to, to Jerry Lee. Uh, but uh, I hope his ghost is still there because I, I'll be back there shortly, and uh, you know he he was a he was a lovely man. I mean, he was really talented. And and really legendary and all that, but at the, uh, in in the in the simplest way, he was he was a lovely man. He was a lovely person to work with and talk to. Yeah, but it must be very gratifying for you, you know, to know that these, these people <coughs> collaborated and performed with you. So there's a level of respect there for what you do. The likes of Andrew yeah. Lloyd Webber is a fan of your music as well. It must be nice to uh, to know that you've made an impact on on big figures within the world of music. Uh, well, I, I suppose it is nice that they think you you have a voice that's worthy. I mean, I think of Mike Bat, for example. Mike um, <clears throat> Mike wrote "Whatever You Believe," and he wrote "I Dine Alone" uh, for my second album. And um, I mean, Mike is a real talent, and you know, you'll remember nine million bicycles from Beijing and all those sort of things that he wrote, um, and "Bright Eyes" that he did with with Art Garfunkel. Um, you know, I mean, the, the fact that they consider your voice a good vehicle for the songs they're writing, I suppose that that is a great tribute. And, and it, it does give you courage. You know, it, it gives you courage and it, it, it inspires you, you know, to do better, I suppose. And, and an interesting factoid, little factoid about you, and I'm sure maybe Arsenal fans are aware of this, but <coughs> maybe others aren't, is that you once recorded the official anthem for Arsenal uh, back in 98 when they won the double their first double under Arsene Wenger you did that with Ian Wright yes, yes. a legendary striker so two rights yes. for the price of one do we take it from that that you're a Gunners fan yourself and how did it come about? <laughs> I have to be very careful about that because I have a lot of fans who are who are United fans or Spurs <laughs> fans or whatever so I kind of keep it quiet but it was a really exciting thing to do I, I don't think it ever made it to the top of the charts or anything but, uh, but uh, Ian Wright yeah, it was it was lovely to meet him and interesting and he does kind of the history of Arsenal in the middle of it and where they came from and um, I mean it was you know soccer is always so uh, popular of course so it's a song that keeps getting played which is a good thing <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of people seeking this one out on, on YouTube uh, in the next few minutes to, to have a listen to it I, I believe you kept busy during Covid Finbar by tending to your garden and you know reconnecting with nature and, and, and environmental sustainability 
Well, yes, I mean, I literally grew up in the garden, I mean, as such, because uh, my mother was a passionate gardener and my father, and uh, uh, I spent my, my youth in the garden, literally. So it comes naturally to me. It's something that I love doing. Uh, you're out in the fresh air. I mean, even as it stands now, I would have vegetables still growing in the garden, turnips and parsnips and things like that. And it's it's absolutely glorious to go out and just pick them and bring them in and cook them. And the, the freshness and the taste and everything else that you get is beyond compare. And I, I would encourage anybody, if you have any couple of square feet at all, you can grow things. Like once you have a bit of sunshine and a bit of water, things will grow naturally. And the, and the taste is, is heavenly. And of course, uh, you began work and are continuing work on your autobiography. Uh, when can we expect to see that, Finbar? And what kind of sordid hedonistic tales will you be recounting in there? <laughs> well, I, I am scribbling away. I, I, I've met some extraordinary people. I mean, people like Ian Paisley, for example. I remember being on the stage in Ballymena, you know, and, and Ian Paisley being there and meeting him. Or, or meeting Martin McGuinness in the Glens of Antrim. I remember doing a live broadcast for Australian television one time and having breakfast with Martin McGuinness and singing Danny Boy with him and um, I mean, so many extraordinary people that I've met over the years. It's, uh, and I'm, I'm scribbling away just as much for my own therapy as anything, <laughs> as anything else, you know. <laughs> Very good. Well, we look forward uh, to that. Uh, but before then, we look forward to your t- upcoming tour uh, in which people can check you out. One of the dates is at the University Concert Hall in Limerick. Uh, where else can people see a Finbar and what can they expect? You mentioned you throw your, you like to throw your, your band a few curveballs in terms of musical selections. <laughs> will, it be, will, will it be likewise for this tour? <laughs> well, it will. And I'm looking forward to going back to Limerick because I was there the first night that that theatre actually opened. And it's a, it's a wonderful facility. I mean, people can expect to hear all the songs that they've known and loved from me over the years, I suppose. It's been roughly two or three years since I've been out. So I'll be singing all the songs that they know well and they'll be able to sing along to. And and the, the date at Limerick is the 11th. So it's very near Valentine's Day. So if they're feeling all loved up, uh, I left plenty of romantic songs, you know, to, to coax them along. <laughs> Very good. So, yeah, that date is the 11th of February, Saturday at the UCH in Limerick. The tour begins the previous week on the 4th in Kilkenny. It's also visiting. There's a hometown show in Cork at the Opera House on the 18th, uh, Galway on the 25th, and then finishes up at the National Concert Hall in Dublin on the 2nd of March. Uh, Finn Barright, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And we should wish you best of luck uh, this coming Friday. Uh, the Cork Person of the Year Awards, you're going to be uh, receiving uh, an honour there as well. Uh, so, very much looking forward to that, no doubt. Have you made room in the mantle? piece for it? <laughs> well, you know, it's always important that you, that your own kind of recognise what you do. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, and uh, thanks for chatting with me this morning. And I look forward to meeting everybody somewhere along the road on the tour, hopefully. Brilliant. So Finn Barry, thanks very much for being with us this morning on Morning Focus. Right, thank you. Bye bye. Take care. That is the popular tenor and all round nice guy there, Finn.